Welcome to the Just Entrepreneurs podcast. I'm Nadine Sandcroft and I will be interviewing Anthony Adogwu, who is the founder and CEO of Future Space Technologies, London's millennial mobile app agency, with specialism in design and development of mobile apps for the millennial and Gen Z generation. Anthony is also the winner of the Sony Mobile Technology Enterprise Award, along with other recognised enterprise achievements. Anthony was featured in the London Even Standard newspaper as London's next up-and-coming young entrepreneur. So, let's get straight into this interview. So, to kick things off, tell me a little bit about yourself first, and then we'll sort of jump into the company and talk some more about that. Okay. Um, so, I'm an Eastern boy, I'm born of immigrant parents from West Africa, Nigeria, to be precise. Yeah. Um, I've been described as a you know, serial entrepreneur, um, a polymath, and a digital vanguard. Nice. <laughs> it's, it's, um, you know, how I would describe myself, um, you know, very much love everything about business, enterprise, and entrepreneurship as a sector. Yeah. Um, I have a passion for digital and technology and everything about it. Um, and a polymer, which means, you know, an expert or a knower of more than one thing. Yeah. Um, so I think that describes me well as an individual. Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> In terms of the business, tell me a little bit more about that. So the business is Future Space Technologies. Yeah. So we are a digital creative agency. Um, based in the heart of London, and we specialize in building smartphone applications for the connected generation. Yeah. So everything from your iOS platforms, Android platforms, we design, develop, and deploy mobile apps um, onto you know both popular stores, the Play Store and the Apple Store. Yeah. Um, typically for consumer brands, as you saw from our our website. Yeah. Like American Express, Sony, Home Office. Amazing. Yeah, company. to name a few. <laughs> Just to name yeah. a few, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. That's amazing. What inspired you to get into the app creating business? Um, I think growing up, I've always, you know, had a love for, for technology. You know, we had stuff like um, Game Boy, PlayStation. So that, yeah. that graphics and that virtual reality life was something that was part of, I think, many young boys in my age group um, growing up. Um, and then I moved on to, you know, picking a subject for university. Yeah. Um, subject of study, which was um, computer science with a major in internet technology and e-commerce, which put me, you know, in sphere of what is actually happening, you know, moving forward in what we now know as the new economy, which is, yeah. you know, Facebook, Amazon, YouTube, and Google. You know, I was I, I graduated just at the those two things. You know, YouTube and Facebook were were making its headway, um, and I saw that the iPhone, you know, the new iPhone was just yeah. about to be coming on the market, and uh, it was an opportunity for me to look at a gap in the market where you know applications were going to be needed. Mobile apps were things that people will be using. And mobile apps is how we actually live our lives as we speak. Yeah. Um, which now birthed Future Space Technologies as a um, you know, first point of call 
for you know, great mobile applications, great mobile experiences, um, and great user experience as well. So that's what you know, kind of birthed the company as a whole. Yeah. And where did the name come from? I quite like that, Future Space Technologies. <laughs> so, you know, when, when you have an idea, you're like, okay, what can I call it? And yeah. I'm very much on branding. So some of my biggest brands um, that are in my closet or things that I own have great yeah. brands around. Um, and I wanted something, I wanted the name that would kind of outlive myself as a, as, as a um, CEO. Um, but um. At, at the same time, clearly depict what it is that the company does. Um, yeah. So future is more or less, you know, being at the forefront of everything technology. Um, also trend watching and, and seeing what's to come. Um, spaces in which we create. Yeah. You know, it's a black canvas, but at the end of it, it's something that will be pioneering and, and needed. And technology is just a medium in which we use to create um, great products. So I think it fits perfectly with the goal and what we've actually been doing as a company. And how do you set yourself apart from other businesses? So we are, I think, a leader and different just because we are run by a millennial, which is myself. Yeah. And at the same time, we are, our, our body, our team is made up of millennials. So we're millennial focused. So, um, you know, with the fast paced economy, with things like internet of things, you know, we are on top of key trends, key technologies, key behaviors with the millennial audience. Yeah. Um, and I think that's us apart from the more archaic software developer houses that just happen to open up an arm that produces more applications. And you mentioned millennials a lot. Um, and I think that's, that word is quite hot in everyone's tongue, I, I think, for the last like, 12 months or so. What does that mean to you? Yeah. I think it's the first true generation that had an economy that was built for them and by them, if that makes sense. Yes. I think we're the first batch that will you know, revolutionize you know, how we communicate, how we buy, and how we develop relationships. Um, so you know, I, I believe we're not just you know, a fancy name to call a demographic that was born at a certain time. Um, yeah. I believe are now scaring ahead the new economy. Um, I believe millennials are changing the world as we speak. And I believe millennials will be looked at for generations to come as, as, as key trendsetters and, and people that were thought thinking, but also were fearless in how they achieved their goals and, and what they did. So do you think it also comes into play that we are the first generation to experience life without the internet and life with the internet how do you think that has affected the way we go about doing things because sometimes personally i feel as though i miss life without the internet <laughs> yeah <laughs> but, then, but then now it's like what would i do without it because of the way we communicate so what are your thoughts around that being the only generation to experience life in that space i think the challenges more so a benefit so we we knew that you know there was a life briefly <laughs> before the internet yeah uh, and functioning well and um you know we could experience things aesthetically um and not just online yeah um, i think that 
with the internet, it, it gives sometimes a, 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 a curved view of things, <laughs> you know, yeah. so, so we are um, also known for managing and doing well on social media for, for yeah. clients. And um, a lot of them say that, hey, you know, how real is it? You know, I see all the fancy holidays. I see the flash cars. Um, but yeah. nobody can really know what a brand or what an individual is really like. Um, but my, my, my reply to that um, when we speak to clients is, you know, you can curve your own story. You know, you can share what you would like to the world to see and become yeah. a foot leader in that space. Um, so I think, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a good thing. The ethical talk is, is also there as well. <laughs> but yeah. I think a lot of great topics are coming from that as well. You know, the, the, you've heard about the mental health, health issue, um, stuff like fake, yeah. fake news. And, you know, all these things that you probably would never hear of or see as a topical conversation, you know, mass popular wise, is now something that people are able to, to hear and take part in and, and deliver their thesis on. So I think, I think it's, um, it's a good thing. And what are your thoughts around what the next generation will be like? Because again, we had this grounding of life without the internet and we've managed to create businesses that reflects our inspiration and our experience as we progressed into life with the internet. Um, I think the next generation will be taking it head on. And I think that we are looking at new emerging markets, not just in the West, but the other parts of the world pioneering as well yes um it's, it's provided a whole heap of job opportunities um you know new business models um, yeah. new ways of communicating new ways of marketing so you know i think that they will be able to definitely take it to another level that we've not yet seen <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, I'm, I'm excited to see what new products will be coming out of their generation um I'm excited to see what the top four in their time would be. Um, I, I, I'm very optimistic about the, the future um, of the internet, the future of mobile um, with them. Yeah. Um, so it's something that I am, you know, planning for as well. <laughs> yeah. In, in our, our old age, yeah. Stuff is, yes. with H&M recently, they launched um, hologram way of viewing clothing when you shop on the website, which is quite cool. Um, So I think, yeah, I agree with you. I think things are going to get really interesting as the next generation gets older and and start to even think about being entrepreneurs. That's right. Um, You know, it's it's something that is, was kind of seen as a taboo in terms of career. Some still see it, some are still skeptic about it as a solid career paths. Yeah. But I think they're understanding that it's something that they would definitely have to push as a career path um, for the next generations coming up. And not yeah. like some of us that kind of you know, may have discovered it or may have had to research and find out what it really is. I think it's something that will be in the faces of a lot of um, young boys and girls coming up. It would literally just be like choosing a career path in high school. What do you want to be? A lawyer, yes. doctor, an entrepreneur? Yeah. That's right, you yeah. know, and having having the right sort of um, support around them that those that want to, you know, become entrepreneurs, they, they get to be mentored and, and get to learn all the aspects because it's not just the trinkets that makes the entrepreneur. I think it's the way of thinking, the way 
we approach problems, the way we yeah. see the world, um, you know, how we deal with issues when it does come towards our table. I think it's a whole way of life. Yeah. Um, I don't just do fancy Forbes or, you know, the little accolades that we get yeah. here and there. No, it's actually how we approach life, not just professionally, but personally as well. And actually talking about that and how we approach life, what are your thoughts around mindset as an entrepreneur? I think it's imperative. I think it's the one true thing that is not quite tangible. You can put your hands around it, but yeah. it's almost there. So it's like air. You know it's there. Yeah. You, you know, once it's gone, you and I won't be having this conversation. <laughs> um, but man, mindset as an entrepreneur is one of the key things. Not only you work on before launching a venture or business, but something yeah. that you're constantly working on you know, throughout your journey as an entrepreneur, in entrepreneurship. We are so exposed to different forms of what I call personal development. You know, books are something that I, I love, knowledge, um, something I purchase all the time. But it's different methods of learning, you know, not just from people that have successfully done great things before us, but in terms of interviews, like the one we're, we're having, yeah. um, podcasts, um, you know, great TED Talks and all those sorts of things help yeah. to really feed into our, our psyche as, as entrepreneurs and looking to get better. So mindset is imperative, something that we shouldn't take for granted. You know, keeping a healthy circle around you is also very good. You know, sometimes the journey may look and seem lonely, but it's not. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, it's just about, it's just about you know, being amongst those that are truly understand where you're going and what you're yeah. doing as well as being able to share that knowledge with those coming up behind you as well, you know, it's yeah. very, very important. What's the, the most important decision you think you've made so far that contributed to the success of your business? I think the most important decision for me so far has been to be able to do things at the drop of a dime. <laughs> you know, don't overthink it. Yeah. You know, we have tendency to kind of talk ourselves out of either making a decision or making an investment or letting somebody go or taking on someone yeah. um, within the business. So I think for me, making that decision once you know, yes, this, this is right, this, this is going to work. And um, not being afraid to what the results might be. Mm. For me, I don't believe in failure. I just believe in, you know, I love the acronym of first attempt in learning. There's, you're, you're always learning, you're, you're never the end product. What happens at the time is that you develop the experience to know how it may or may not go, you know, yeah. but nothing ever, just, it doesn't just end like that, you know, there's a lesson in everything. So for me, I think the most um, imperative decision in, in, in some of our success so far has been just going ahead, t taking it by the scruff of the neck. And how do you think other businesses, startups, um, Originally, should go about creating a really good pitch deck to secure seed funding. I think it's important that you do your thorough research, your quantitative research and your qualitative research. What does that mean? To have two methods of proving why your business model or your business or your product will work. I think that's imperative, knowing your market very well. Two, it's having clear communication. I really love, love the elevator pitch method you know yeah. if i saw in 60 seconds can you tell me your business what would it do 
and what what is the business model very easily you know so yeah. be able to narrate and communicate what your business is very quickly to the nomad within the room and i think thirdly what is your method to actually adding value to the market and being able to return the investment that you're looking for yeah how have you thought about how long that would take have you thought about what you would need to ensure that that investment gets that investor gets a return and have all those things prepared before you walk into the room and deliver your your deck i think that would would help that new business very very quickly and do you think it's a good idea to approach investors because um, I've heard many times before that investors are always actively searching for companies to invest in, but companies yeah. or the owners are afraid to make that first step. So do you think it's yeah. a good idea to just approach an investor and say, hey, this is what I've got and you'd be really interested? Yeah, there are lots of investors that are out there, um, but also they come with terms and conditions. I think for a new business, it's best to go as far as you can proven whatever it is that you're launching on the market yeah um sales be that signups be that memberships whatever it is have that concrete number ready um to come to the table with an investor and then from there you're able to negotiate on a better level and a better standard i think a lot of young businesses feel that the first thing is to kind of run off and and get some money but yeah what are you what are you going to do with yeah. it <laughs> and when mr investor's knocking six months time and you haven't quite met the quota what happens yeah. you know so i think that it's, it's good for businesses to kind of get a persona around what type of investor investors are they looking for yeah um, and then what mean actually for their business um, i think it's about having those deep thoughts and um, being able to understand what they need moving forward before they're saying hey i want some money yeah no i completely agree with that and in terms of young entrepreneurs who are getting ready to launch their business, what do you think they should be asking themselves before they, they launch? <laughs> Very good question. <laughs> um, I think, <laughs> yeah, I think they should be asking, yes, with hard work comes great rewards. But yeah. is entrepreneurship, is this really for me? Um, we are moving very, very fast and we only seem to see the, the great accolades, which, which deserves as much attention as possible. But we don't always hear the, the rocky roads. Yes. <laughs> you know, when, when things happen, um, when unexpected events happen, you know, how do I come through that? Or how do I even bounce back? Yeah. You know, we don't hear much. So I think as an entrepreneur, your first question is, this really something that I really want to pursue full-time with everything in me to yeah. make this success? That's, you know, am I ready for this journey? Um, so I think that's the first question. I think number two, you know, having done your thorough research, um, you know, into the space in which you're launching your product or service, you know, is there demand for what I am providing the market? Yeah. Am I going to look at improving this product, you know, version two, three, et cetera, et cetera? Um, and then what are the exit models um you know entrepreneurship means a business for me that runs systematically without the founder or the ceo being involved yeah um, it is very different from a business operation which means if the door is put in the key in the door and opened you know that's when it makes money uh, or the 
that's when it runs. But if I'm not there, then it doesn't work. That's that's just a glorified job title to me. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> so yeah. Um, you know, yes, uh, 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 you know, long term wise. So you know, really understanding this this space, the sphere, the roles involved, um, and being able to be fearless as well. You know, entrepreneurship is not something that is for the weak at all. Yeah. <laughs> it's for those that are, are mentally strong. That doesn't mean things will not happen. That doesn't mean that you may doubt yourself here and there, but it's to be able to keep going. So are you prepared for that journey? Are you prepared to, to take that on? I think, I think those are the key things I would be asking myself as a new entrepreneur. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I completely agree with you on that um, because it is a challenging um, experience. It's a life experience, I feel, yes, it is. as well. It is. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, that's why I, I go back to saying it's, it's, it's the way, it's a way of life. Yeah. Entrepreneurship, entrepreneurial, it's just a way of life for me. It's not something that kind of stops at five o'clock. It's something that is part of you, you know, so it's something that I, I, I believe wholeheartedly in. Yeah, um, because I think some people try to compartmentalize too, like their life is here and then their business is here. Um, and I, I find it incredibly hard to separate the two because sometimes my best ideas ever come when I'm not working. Um, so it's almost impossible to not have both run in parallel. Indeed, indeed. But um, at the same time, you know, you know, entrepreneurs have released some great products that allow us to um, manage our lives very well if we yeah. do certain tools and um, have things in place and uh, bring on resources where necessary, which enable us to live the true life, which is living our dreams, which entrepreneurship as a career path does eventually. So this is, this is something that we must take on board as well, yeah. using what's in front of us. I agree. And around habits as an entrepreneur and talking about it being a life experience, are there any habits that you've developed that's helped you to become successful? You know, I'm, I'm very much for being organized. Um, I'm a tech person through and through. So yeah. I have a lot of product management, time management, and apps that I use to help me better position myself and prioritize and execute what needs to be done. Life habits, yeah, just ensuring that if you set out 45 minutes to do something, you switch off everything and, and, and zoom in on that task and those tasks within that time period. Yeah. Um, rewarding yourself when necessary, you know, take the massages, <laughs> take, take, take those good walks, um, you know, relax. These things yeah. help you longevity-wise as well. Um, for me, I'm an advocate for just switching off. You know, as we are, we are in a stage of, you know, almost being connected 24-7. We're forgetting that we're not robots, we're, 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 we're human beings. Yeah. So, you know, at a certain time of the evening, I'm switching off. Unless I know that there might be an emergency, which, you know, my, my phone is gone for that. But everything else, you know, I'll have to resume the following morning, um, which enables my brain to relax, <laughs> to yeah. absorb what has happened throughout that day, and to prepare for what is coming up next. So that's what I'm an advocate for. Having a balanced life, you know, exercising well. Yeah. Um, drinking um, water <laughs> as you're supposed to, you know, eating fruits, you know, those basics that we sometimes neglect um, yeah. are imperative 
for us to be you know, effective in, in our duties as entrepreneurs and as business leaders. So these things are something that are part of my day-to-day life. In terms of tech, which is your space, how do you think the evolution of tech will affect your industry over the next 10 years? Yeah, so very exciting space at the moment. So you have stuff like artificial intelligence um, that is you know, already plugged into a lot of mobile applications that we are currently using. Yeah. Um, you have the Internet of Things. The Internet of Things means everything will be connected. When you leave your house, when you get into an Uber, when you get into your office, you can you know, put on the, set the, the heating in your home at a certain amount. Mm. You can switch on lights in certain rooms. You can have everything moving as accordingly without actually being there. Yeah. And then you have this thing called um, you know, our own currency, which is cryptocurrency. Yes. Uh, our own way of paying for things without paying for them <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah i was watching a, a great video the other a few weeks ago and they kind of went into the grocery store picked up everything and walked out so to a to a uncouth or nomad sort of person would have thought oh that person's a thief yeah but not knowing that, you know it's already been taken you know as they step in you yeah. know they've already bought certain items as they step step in you know so we are seeing a whole revolutionary way of living the technologies that i mentioned are being prepared to mature over time i think 10 years from now we are going to be walking around probably like one device that will be able to power everything um, that we need um we're already taking part in a lot of driverless vehicles um i've, I've been in driverless tubes you know london london dlr was the first one of those yeah um so we have more of that <laughs> so some of them may be cars <laughs> true um, yeah. you have auto, you have also pilot already um happening um, you know in the air so a yeah. lot of things would have stored um 10 years from now along with you know new things happening as as the um sector is always developing and um in terms of uh, the evolution and um having one device do you think that that could potentially create more problems for us having everything in, in on one mobile device or, or actually as things are progressing in our wrist um, as an implant? What are your thoughts around that and, and the safety measures? Yeah, <laughs> We've had, I've come across the ethical um, debate and conversation um, yeah. about the insertion of um, you know, biometrics in, into, into the human anatomy, which is a whole different conversation. Um, I am not for that. I right. believe that technology is more a um, luxury and something we can control as humans yeah. rather than it being the other way around. I think as smart people, we are you know, creating things that will be able to help protect us. Um, GDPR yeah. is one of those. That, that is a thought that came out from somewhere and has been into, yeah, implemented. Yeah. Know, security is something that has been heavily invested in, you know, by, 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 by financiers to ensure yeah. that, you know, tech security is in place and we're protected as civilians and, um, and business owners. So I think that, you know, going to that stage is something I would opt out of as, as something we should be able to, to control as humans and not the other way around. I agree. Um, but the, point of it is quite an interesting topic of conversation of you know should this be something i i don't think so 
Um, yeah. you know, this is something that is corrosive. Um, you know, it could do anything to us on a human on a human level. Um, but yeah, I think it does pose its threats. One device, but I think as we are developing heavily, which we are doing here, future space technologies. Yeah. Um, my colleagues within the sector as well are, are also doing the same. So I think you know, be an interesting space. Um, I think those that went for it will put up a very good fight against it. <laughs> yeah. I think human rights will definitely have their own things to say as well. So I don't see that quite happening. Um, but I, I, at the same time, I do kind of get where they're coming from about you know, having it go, going into humans. Yeah. And final question, what plans do you have for future space technologies in the next 12 months? For future space technologies, we are looking to raise um, next round of funding to really establish ourselves as key leaders um, with you know millennial mobile applications. Yeah, um, you know that's our core goal at the moment to be key leaders in that, not only for producing great mobile apps, but also for our thought leadership content, um, also our social media brand management and marketing that we do for for clients Um, and also to grow as a business you know we want to employ great minds um, young bright sparks that can come in here and and, and deliver great results for us so you know these are the core top line things for me as a leader and my team to look at in the next 12 months that's incredible. And is there anything you sort of want to, uh, if there's anything coming up specifically that you'd like to share? Oh, yes, most definitely. Um, first of all, please visit our website, um, which is futurespacetechnologies.com. Follow us on social media. Our Twitter handle is at FST Updates. Our Instagram is at Future Space Technologies. Our Snapchat is Future Space Technologies. We are constantly you know, on there sharing key interested in things happening within our sector. Keep an eye open because we do deal with a range of clients who can't detail exactly what we are working on. But yeah. we, are, we, we have some great applications that are already out there that I'm sure many of your listeners will be using. So yeah, please, please get in touch. Also, our email is info at futurespacetechnologies.com. So if you would like a mobile application designed and developed, if you're launching a brand and not sure how to use social media to do that, get involved and get in contact. Awesome. Thank you very much, Anthony. That was Thank you very much <laughs> for having me. It was really nice speaking to you. <laughs> you too. Thank you very much to you. All right. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Just Entrepreneurs podcast. And we'll see you again soon with another episode.